Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pink Bike Podcast. My name is Henry and we are joined again by Mike and Dario. Thanks for, well, just staying in Squamish. I haven't even come up. You've just lingered. <laughs> I might never leave. Now, in, uh, in BC, we're lucky to have some amazing trails. And for about two weeks of a year, you can ride them even when it's not raining. Um, what consists of the best trail is something that's obviously, you know, really important to mountain bikers. And we thought we would list off the traits that we need to see in our favorite trail and see if we actually have any covered ground. Kaz, let's, before we talk about specific trails, what is your, a good ride for you? What, what are we talking like a long slog, a couple of hours? What's your, what's your best deal? I think my ideal, ideal ride is somewhere around maybe three hours, like a good solid, that's a solid ride. You know, I like big long rides more than that. Short rides fine, but like, yeah, a three hour ride makes me pretty satisfied. And do you want something I joked about before we've been enjoying some amazing weather in BC this last couple of weeks? Are you a hot weather person? Do you like it raining? What, what do you want? No, cool weather for sure. I want it to be like, maybe like between 59 to 69 degrees and cloudy. Oh, cool. Cause Although, you know, I don't cope well with the heat and I'm at risk of spontaneously turning into a baker in Russia at any time. I love the heat. No, I can't like say 35 it. degrees? No, I melt. I love it. Yeah. yeah we're gonna I, be, oh, yeah. For people listening, we're going to be mixing units of measure. So yeah, right. We're we'll be using some, freedom like, units. And, all kinds of different uh, ones. Yeah, you can convert. They have Google. You're already on the internet. So just yeah, so you know. Just, but, yeah. yeah. Henry's 35 is like a thousand American units. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pretty much. Dario, what's your you know the ideal temperature to ride and how long do you like to ride Ooh, for my ideal temperature um i think like distance and time like kind of similar to cas like three four hours is, is money um i love like a five thousand foot ride it's like enough to be tired hmm. but not so much that you're like dreading the next pitch it's just like good and Boom. do you prefer have is that undulating five thousand or like an up down up down, down like maybe yeah. f- like maybe like three big descents like yeah, that's money. You get like one warm up, two that you're feeling great, three, and you're like blissing out. Now, and then I'm I'm 31, and I've aged out of such cool terms as money. I only dread to think what the average pink bike user is going to be thinking of that. Um, that means good. That it's means good. Like that's, bang that's on. real nice. Real nice. There we go. Home. Now we're talking. <laughs> um, <Dandy>. Ideal temperature. <laughs> that's just swell. For a long time, I lived in a place that's pretty hot. Wine like, country. Wine country. Um. <laughs> yeah, like 90 degrees uh, American freedom units is pretty typical, but that's like a dry heat, if you will. Uh, now that I'm in the, the Pacific Northwest, I love riding in the rain, and I think I prefer that because it's better for you, and I don't feel like I'm dying. Like, Kaz and I went on a pretty hot ride today, and I was getting the salt eye situation. Oh, yeah. And just having kind of a rough go for a little bit there. But it buffed out. Yeah. I mean, we did choose a, a climb that was made of just cobbles that were the size, like kind of baby head sized stones, and they were loose, and it was in the sun and 200% humidity. So it was, it was a punishing done it. half an hour for yeah. sure. It was worth it. It was so worth it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, I love, I do love the heat, but there is something really nice about that sort of long sleeve jersey, like I, I, in, in wool or polyester. <laughs> oh, let's not yeah, go into no, this again. I don't think we can handle it. We'll go back for the last yeah. one. We need to keep yeah. people listening. Even head, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, weather obviously does play play a huge part. Yeah. I prefer dry trails. I love it dry, dusty. I love just smashing rocks and roots. I think I do too. And with little to no regard. It's funny, when I was I did the season away last year, I didn't ride much. I was in South America for a couple of months and completely forgot what it was like to ride in any level of moisture 
first mm. turn first day riding had a massive otb because i dragged my front brake over a route without <laughs> even thinking about it just like the braking spot could be so much later and just like i was riding with friends and like tried to like get myself back up like don't worry it's fine they were just like fine. who is this guy fuck me yeah oh. yeah there's an acclimation period i mean even around here you know have summertime kind of feels like it kicked in already but it's gonna be dry and dusty great easy to ride and then the first rain you go out and then you remember like oh yeah this is a different ride and stuff so, yeah june will come and it's going to be sloppy yeah, yeah exactly but i like i think as far as, wa- as far as weather conditions a little bit of like just some moisture in the dirt but if the roots and the rocks are dry that's pretty ideal for because me. we had some amazing riding in pemberton yeah a couple of years ago that was great um maybe the best wet weather riding you could hope to do do you think that'd be fair to say i'd say so yeah as far as all my list of places to ride when it's been raining a bunch it'd be up there because mm. the dirt drains so well and you can get on steep trails and you're not just like skidding down a greasy chute you actually have traction it's, it's amazing. amazing yeah cool. um where do you think the best places to ride when it's really dry the, the best dry dusty place you've ridden that's mm. actually like still held its own i don't mind squamish i think it's pretty good like you get I, dust I on slabs good. and all that and you know any run out if it's dirt gets blown and then all the bloomers are dry but I, I love Slabs it. Slabs are great. I mean, I'd dry. say the desert, though, for dry. I mean, it's supposed to be dry. It's always dry, yeah. So, like, yeah, for somewhere like Moab or Sedona, it's just like riding on Mars. I, don't, I, I couldn't live there because of the heat thing because I don't like the heat that much. But to go yeah. somewhere that feels otherworldly when you're, you know, riding on the sandstone and stuff, it's it's a really neat place to visit every once in a while. Mm. Queenstown in the summer is great. Oh, I yeah. bet it looks fun. Queenstown's really, really, really great. I like the Sierras in the summer. Like, I, I think that's nostalgic as much as anything, but, like, California mountains feel correct when it's really dry I still i'm on i mean i've got some visa situations good at the moment so i can't really leave canada um captive basically and i don't know if anyone would have me at this rate the amount i complain but um i would do, i would love to get down to california and spend some more time there i only went there Big. for seattle and it was it was really beautiful it was really really nice there's something about it um but also when we, we keep talking about but i want to do the tour of the u.s and really you know so much about british culture piggybacks off the celebrity and the trends of north america mm. our news often is is just i mean look at you know without i don't want to drag it into politics but you got a blonde hair with big blonde guy with big hair we were like mm-hmm. hmm, that's what we want too <laughs> we couldn't help ourselves we're just yeah, obsessed with yeah. it you know? yeah. and, um, <laughs> i would love to i'd love to go i'd love to go have a nosy around the place There's all kinds of places yeah you need to check out the east coast still i mean we can make a big list we'll do henry does america and send you oh, you need to go to florida i want to see you in florida i want to go to florida so bad yeah it's 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 different yeah it's worth it for the spectacle truly yeah well yeah i mean they're probably they'll probably come up here and say oh my god all those people yeah i know probably so repressed it takes all kinds god yeah. There was an argument in a, I don't know, in a restaurant and no one even chaired someone. <laughs> See, I don't know what I'm talking about. But let's talk about our dream chair. Now, we've actually written down the characteristics that it must have. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think we, we should do this one by one? Or do you think someone should do the whole list and then we critique it? Maybe like, yeah, paint your picture. Yeah, you can describe it with a little, like a little audio trip down. Yeah. Ideal trail. It's like, land. you know, when, when you're in elementary school and the teacher does that thing. Sorry, primary school for you. Oh, thank you. Um, and you like lay on the ground and your teacher's like walking around trying not to step on the kids' heads and it's like describing <laughs> a trip. Does this ring a bell? I can picture like, it, yeah. Imagine yourself walking down a forest path, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, some sort of guided meditation for children, but it's like a story of some sort. I think like, that's what I'm picturing. Have you ever done guided meditation as an adult? Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Is it good? Yeah, like just, uh, like, it depends it on the guided meditation, but yes. Mm. Yeah. You could try it though. Sometimes it's nice to get you like in the zone a little bit. I quicker. mean, I, I love not to sound a bit new age because I know I know I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Um, get you some crystals. 
I love crystal sound skulls. Bath. You need a sound bath. Do you believe in crystal skulls? That's a peep show reference for any <laughs> Brits out there listening. I do believe in crystal skulls. Um, but I think meditation is <laughs> a, a super useful tool. Um, Me too. It's something that's really wonderful. Yeah. I never done. I never done guided stuff. My favorite guided meditation is uh, waking up with Sam Harris. He's great. He's also a what, neuroscientist. Next to you? Oh, right. Waking <laughs> so up. I yeah, waking, yeah, waking up. Like, so me and Sam Harris no, are sorry, taking it's, that. It's, when Sam Harris has made eggs in the morning. <laughs> the, the service is called Waking Up, and the guide, if oh, you will, okay. is Sam, okay. this guy, Sam Harris, who's like a thought leader in addition to being a meditation person. Oh, fantastic. Well, I'll have to check it out. Um, so I'm going to, maybe I'm going to jump in, and I'm going to tell you about my perfect trail. Okay. Um, we, we said we had to have five things that had to have. Obviously, there could be other things that had. Or there could be other elements that were really enjoyable. But five things the perfect trail would definitely have. And so for me, I've got steep sequential turns that you're really putting some load to the bike. Almost like, you know, almost getting high side as you just slam it into turns. Fast. I love fast rough sections, which are unbelievably wild. Mm-hmm. So then almost like calmer, longer radius turns where you really like a bit smoother. Mm. Um, I've got natural gaps. So not massive stuff, but just things you can pick up over. Um, those sort of like drops that you really push through on the front to keep the bike tracking. So you just need to keep the, the grip. And um, just unbelievably fast chunder that you just, if you touch the brakes, you're doing a rim. That's sort of rough. Mm. Um, which of those has you, it piques your interest most there, Kaz? I, I do, I am a big fan of steep sequential turns. Like I like that when you can kind of like slap from one turn to the other and you kind of like on the brakes, off the brakes and you try to kind of, you can keep your speed really easily but you can also get out of control easily. So yeah, steep sequential turns. We were talking about Pemberton earlier. That's one of those places where I've ridden some of the best steep sequential turns and then, yeah. Some so, SSTs, if you will. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, TTS <laughs> leading to SSTs and you got my ideal trail. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a place in, I thought going about, you know, the, how do you know someone's gone to New Zealand? Because they'll bloody well tell you. Mm-hmm. So this one time I was in New Zealand and there's this trail called <laughs> KY and it's actually bloody sick. And like they the made jelly? Yeah, and they made um, Y2K, which was KY2. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And just steep sequential turns. And they were like these like sort of like just random sort of pirate trails in the bike park and then they made them official. Mm. But they are bloody, really, 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 really great. Um, and I, I also like that, you know, the Joe Barnes, he had their trail in Fort William and it's like, it's like a, a meter deep rut now but when that first mm. came about that just inspired me to ride so much dario which of my list if you if you cast your eye back a little way now what what kind of piqued your interest the most uh i mean it all sounds pretty appealing i like a, a good rough fast straight mm. that's a nice feeling and like that's when you're like your bike sings is when you're doing that right and you're like bodies all jangling around but it feels pretty good i love it the the noise of smashing through stuff and then like the the calmness the calm so you get another, into yeah. a smoother turn. Oh, it's a lovely thing. And then actually similar, you know, maybe on a shorter travel bike, maybe like a 120 more bike, but similar to the credit line, which you were out there filming mm-hmm. and testing on this last couple of days. Yeah, yeah, you, can chunks of that. yeah you can pick up and let yeah, it down. And then and it's like... super smooth. Then you load the turn and then you just line up the next horrible section. Mm-hmm. And it's just so, so, so good. I think good sight lines are nice too. When you can kind of see the trail ahead of you and you can kind of plan your moves and you get to it and then you know, you're like i'm gonna hit this and you get there and it just works out sometimes when it's like when it's too tight and you yeah. can't really see what's next you're always kind of you feel like you can't open it up but when you get to a section of trail where you're like all right i can let it run and you know what you're gonna do i like that so having ridden you know you guys have ridden about the place had a little look around especially in north america where do you think it's a location that i should hit up if we talk about this sort of riding 
The bike park sounds like it's going to be good for you. Is there a whist- is there a bike park in Whistler? May, may, yeah, I've heard there might be a small They're one. They're opening one this yeah. week, actually. Oh, yeah. It's going to be crowded, though, I heard. No one, I read it on the internet. It's going to be crowded. So I there's going to be a gang war there. No, yeah, maybe that too. You probably shouldn't go. You won't have any fun. <laughs> I'm serious. I, heard, I don't know. I'm just doing wet yeah. behind the ears. Like, help me out. I think you'll be all right. Um, I mean, the the Southwest, like if you were to ride like some of the bigger mountain stuff in Arizona or Colorado even, there's like like the fast rough is there california has a lot of that as well i think you should go ride in downeyville yeah you'd like downeyville because a lot of fast rough a lot of good sight lines great little natural doubles Mm. yeah you can ping off rocks and it's pretty cool there aren't steep sequential turns no but But four out of five ain't bad you can go an hour away and find those um have you ever ridden when you rode in chile did you ride um pucon no i've only been to uh Around Nevada Santiago and then Nevada yeah. Stichian, yeah. Because Bucon's all volcano riding, so it's oh, yeah. unbelievably grippy to the point where the, your tires pick up too many rocks. Just mm. They're just flinging them out. It's unbelievably uh. grippy because it's so porous. And some of that, man, I'm in. It's all, it's all line of sight because it's open. There aren't any trees. Mm-hmm. And you're coming into sections and you're just there. Like It goes from like loose shale to the hard, like you know, big magma things formed. Well, cool. And you're there just like hold on yeah that's scary and it is but it's unbelievably good like really really special mm. um dario gonna take us through your five things the best trail must absolutely have mm, all right so well, I'll, paint, I'll paint the picture here you got like a, a nice picture if you could uh lay down on the floor close your <laughs> eyes you're climbing up a consistent yet steep gradient fire road there's going to be more than five things here. I'm really sorry, but I'll, I'll like highlight the five. <laughs> um, I feel like we're about to go into some kind of 50 shades. Yeah, it's, 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 you you, you, you climb for 45 minutes or so and enough to like get a good home. cadence going. <laughs> you're warm. The light is beautiful. Perhaps you're in the trees. Ideally you're in the trees. You get to the end of said road, turns into single track. There's some technical stuff there. Half an hour later, you find yourself at the top of some sort of mountain. Ideally there's a view. That's thing. Number one, it has to have a view. A good view. It doesn't who have gives, to have a view. Who cares about a bloody view? It's a dream trail. If it's your best it's trail. A dream. Remember? It's I'm a dream a trail. Dream, I know, yeah. I'd like I, a I'm good sorry. view. If you're going to listen to you guys, I thought you were going to rip into me a bit more. And I, I can't. You just described like a normal downhill trail. It sounded nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you described like the sensations You're going to waste like... one of the things on a bloody view. Who gives it? Who cares? Yeah, but if it's your best trail, like I think it's going to be memorable. Like you might as well have a nice view at the top. I will say as well, like one of my favorite trails has like a stellar view from the top. Yeah. And it's just like a nice signifier that something really good is about to happen. You're like, mm. ooh, yeah, nice. And it's like, cool, sweet view. Check it out. Yeah, fair enough. Enjoy your life a little bit, you know? Yeah, Stare enjoy at your life. <laughs> that's, that's some yeah. good advice. Yeah, it's not roses. That's all pointed. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know. No, um, I mean, it's all good fun. You drop in. It's <laughs> raw and relatively natural. Ideally, yeah. like, there's a lot of shit on it, like, there's dog still, shit, there's like still in the a bags. duff layer. Yeah, I want a lot of bags of dog poop all over the trail. Mm. Maybe that. hung up on the old tree. Um, I similarly like a natural double is a dreamy thing. Cruising down, pull for something funky. Uh, I love any sort of weird tech where you have to pick up your back wheel in order to like get into it without hanging up your BB. I know the trail. Talk, finish off. I know the trail. I'm, I've ridden this trail. Yeah. It just feels so good when you nail that. Like, that's such a nice move. Pump for some speed after that. I really like drops off wood, like ladder bridge or onto a ladder bridge. 
something about that like the like the noise will it hold the noise is nice it's like one moment of smooth before you get into some other chunder i'm also coming off like kaz and i wrote something that had like three of those today so it feels fresh in my head um and then similar like i'd like a fast section where you're just like moving through all of the travel on the bike this trail exists and i've ridden it it's in kicking horse oh really i think it's called t4 off the top yeah sweet view it is the view oh and then i want i want a turn left or right doesn't matter where you can like go as fast as you can into it and then stuff the bike into it and just like chest to bar and then pull away Mm, with speed so nice that's a nice feeling yeah i love that that sounds actually really nice. Day. Yeah, like the kind of turn that like holds you into it, and then it just spits yeah, you out. Exactly, oh, I love that so much. Yeah, nice you, catch. Yeah, there's um, it's funny you say about well, the 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 nose manual thing to get round turns. I um, you know, I think I told you about this. It's kind of funny. It is funny. I was riding up a trail up uh, up Diamond Head. There's not like unbelievably tech, but it's it's got some keen stuff on there. And I was um, I was showing a friend down it who'd never ridden it before. Um, and yeah, it's like, it's engaging for sure. And because I was going slower than I would normally, I'm just like kind of dicking around. And I do the only, like a no break endo turn around this, this like switch turn. I've oh, never done, yeah. I was like, wow. No I break am, endo yeah. turn. I yeah. am incredible. Or you just like bikes. hop the back up? I just really commit to it. And it's steep enough that you could just go like. All right. It was fantastic. Yeah. Good feeling. It was amazing. French Enduro Racer and skills I was there just like, kicked in. Yeah, there we go. I was like, I am Danny McCaskill. That's what I heard I was like, this maybe is that's it. my fifth thing is those like moments of lucidity where something happens yeah. and you're like, whoa, I all right, it. Mr. Cool Guy. But, yeah. But normally you hit this turn quite hard and it's got this drop after it that's about a foot. And you normally fly off it because you're going so quick. Mm-hmm. But I was going there with poison, you know, finely balanced like I've never done mm-hmm. before. And so I pushed through it. And <laughs> so imagine a drop square and it goes down a foot. And then imagine if you kind of trace the line six inches and there's a massive boulder. And my wheel just went into this pocket. And to go out the front door on a bike with like a 62 degree head angle, you got to be going pretty bad. I was on the front wheel for a long time. And that's when I punched my leg with that rock and I couldn't walk for like two months. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, sometimes the skills don't continue. Well, no, you had this beautiful moment prior. At yeah, least. It, was, it was worth it. Yeah, a taste of what it could be like. <laughs> Kaz, you got a list over there. I got a list. I got my five. Yeah. Um, before we move on, though. So this trail of yours, Dario. Kaz, is there anywhere that you've ridden like that that you thought that was making... Because it was a beautiful, beautiful... Sounds like a nice trail. Yeah, I've ridden places like that too. I mean, we're so spoiled. We have to acknowledge that being in the Pacific Northwest, there's... It's crazy how many the good trails. I mean, I kind of just combined yeah. like three of my favorite trails. Yeah, exactly. I can picture those trails that we're yeah. probably talking about or thinking about similar ones. I think but, we are. <laughs> yeah, like it's kind of nice to just know that things like this yeah. exist that you don't... I mean, I remember being a kid and, you know, doodling on my notebook of what my ideal trail would be and then actually finding trails that kind of match that and be like, oh, these are real. So I think it's cool to know that. Because like, where, where were you born? You were born out east, right? Yeah, Connecticut. So east coast, okay. which is cool trails there, but nothing like, uh, not like what I was dreaming of, basically. When I was younger and the word Connecticut, I thought it was something like connect it cut. Yeah. Like I thought connected to things. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, didn't necessarily yeah. know it's it's like a place more remote Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But the town I'm from is, is Glastonbury, so that's like from England. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Do you get like 100,000 hippies depending on, de- descending on each year? No, there's no festivals. Oh. Yeah. Well, we had the Apple Festival, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> you can get good cider. Steve Jobs show up? No, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> um, Actually, something that I'd love to talk about, because we've spoken before about your award-winning paper delivery. Oh, yeah. Which was pretty I was pretty a good impressive. paper boy. I you were a good it. paper boy. Yeah. Um, a sort of little eccentricity of the pink bike stuff because some of, 
so we're kind of out there actually i'm gonna be honest with you yeah. gaz you're a highly functioning weirdo mm-hmm. dario you're an eccentric eccentric fashionable medium functioning weirdo and i'm like <laughs> i'm off the back just doing my on my own program <laughs> um dario how on earth did you get your car so cheap it has a bullet hole going through the entire thing. I don't <laughs> want to get too deep into this, but I, I think <laughs> I drive a nice. I drive go? a nice Volvo. It's, it is a it nice served Volvo. me well for years. It can sleep me six foot three in the back. Highly recommended. Probably the most slept-on outdoors vehicle out there. So I'll say it. Did they replace the steering wheel? Yes. So I, I bought the car <laughs> with a bullet hole going through the rear trunk, the rear seat the driver's seat and the steering wheel, but they had only replaced the driver's seat and the steering wheel, which I can only interpret as there had been a great mess <laughs> in the driver's seat. It's they, unbelievable. Someone was killed in your car. It's entirely possible. I don't I know. Entirely, yeah, I think it's very, it very, very likely. <laughs> yeah. Wild. And it's, a good discount, a good price. Yeah, it's blessed me with, uh, with a... <laughs> Uh, safe ride ever since. <laughs> I wonder what the story is because you don't picture like gangsters driving Volvos. You know, like <laughs> maybe like a savvy one would though. Like a fucking Pontiac. That's true. Yeah, it was like a yeah. And I you, mean, like a savvy gangster would drive a Volvo. Yeah, probably. You kind of got a bit of the yeah. Heisenberg look going on. The glasses, the mustache, <laughs> is it all coming together. Yeah, yeah. If I were better at chemistry, then perhaps. Mm. But I don't think that was modest. my. That wasn't my uh, my subject. What what subject were you best at in school? Hmm. Uh, what kind of kid? Because you you studied architecture, though. I was right? a pretty nerdy kid. Yeah. I liked school. Uh, I liked math a lot, mm. like especially higher maths, like calculus and oh, linear shit. analysis was fun. Like it's cool. You get into like imaginary stuff at that point, which is that's pretty why you keep having that dream about the numbers chasing you. That's why I had the number ball dream. Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll lay that on everybody maybe. in a different episode. <laughs> We're gonna do our scariest <laughs> dreams episode. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I liked school. I liked English. I mean, like like to talk were you, were you good at english uh i mean like grammatically yeah i think so like yeah. i got good marks can you, can you use you a semicolon can i what now can you use a semicolon with decent accuracy yes oh shit there's He's, some in some of my reviews even. Yeah. <laughs> whether they're i, I think that they pass like they'd pass like the grammarly check if you will oh shit but i don't I've, use grammarly. i can't get through gra- i can't get a I can't get a semicolon through gram- Grammarly. Yeah. Not a chance. I just hyphen everything because I have no idea what It's I'm also doing. like a vestigial mark. Like it's falling away. Oh, is it? Like, yeah. I don't think it's getting no, it's used. Not. It's still right here. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, shit. Kaz has a semicolon <laughs> tattoo. What the and you just, what? You, just, you just flexed as well. <laughs> well I got to show it off. Because <laughs> well, there was a time where we would get to we would go on road trips for Pink Bike and our tattoos were paid for, but we had to go to the first tattoo parlor that we found. Um and that's not a thing anymore no i don't know maybe we can bring it back we haven't been on a lot of I don't have any yet but i yeah. probably would give them to myself yeah well on this road trip uh there was someone in the car that if he, they said that they would get knuckle tattoos if we all got tattoos i didn't really want to get a big tattoo from the first tattoo parlor that we found so i was like well i'll just get a semicolon okay. and then this first your favorite mark um i do like it because it's kind of hard to use sure yeah. it's like can, about, you, can you use one i do know how to use a semicolon yeah no way. sometimes wow what yeah. a plug. i make mistakes like everybody else but yeah so the other person got <laughs> knuckle tattoos <laughs> so our next then, reviews they're gonna be so full of semicolons well see People this has know. happened before though there's other editors have come on and gotten they get a little crazy Sem- with a semicolon crazy, yeah. and then you have to chill so oh, shit yeah i'm gonna try and use one and do you know what it's a bit of an easter egg mm. i know i know that no one listens to this or indeed reads my writing but i'm only gonna use it once I'm going to use it after this podcast has come out. And if you see me use a semicolon, the first person in the comments gets a shout out. There we go. There we go. Tag me, like the semicolon. We can maybe yeah. do a repeated thing. We can <laughs> yeah, talk exactly. about like an alpha sound or something. <laughs> <laughs> and be like, yeah. yeah, I'm going to use an interro bang. And if someone can oh, find yeah, that. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. Then, yeah. yeah. 
but yeah, so that's why I have that. It's because we used to get random tattoos. I also have blurry tattoos on my side from another one where the guy was coming off an oxycotton habit. Um, he the, told the us artist, that, the artist. Yeah, you can kind of obviously this is an audio podcast, but I'm going to show them my <laughs> tattoo oh, yeah, and how blurry, blurry it is. Oh, yeah. Um, because as you know, as he's tattooing me, he's telling me that he recently came off oxycotton, and I don't actually think he was what? off at all. Is the that way. like cotton candy, but more sugar? Co- yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like prescription cotton candy that people really, really like. They really like. Really it. like it. Oh, yeah. Crikey. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I have some weird tattoos that way. What, what kind of? Sorry, we're going for a different tangent. Yeah. I think it's quite interesting. What um what kind of kid were you in school, guys? Uh, yeah, I was a nerd. Yeah, you know, like I didn't mind school. I wasn't very good at math, but English was my thing. Were you pretty good at English? Yeah, nice. I imagine you'd be quite good at history, Dario. I like history, yeah. I imagine you'd be a history guy. I was I wasn't like a I just like I, I don't know. I liked I liked uh it's cool to learn things, you know? Oh nice. Because then you then the world's a, a lot more colorful when you have the background for stuff. Yeah. That said, like, wouldn't it be wonderful to know nothing? Yes. And just glaze through reality. Well, I think I think in kind of our generation, I mean I think things are changing now. But I think like our generation got the last, Are you like, lumping my me into your generation and me and your generation? Man. We have like Wait, three generations here. We have three generations. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're spanning a, a gap. I yeah, think. we have a. <laughs> I'm technically know. like a. Uh, a you is a, a zillennial. I'm a mumble rapper. <laughs> is that no, the generation? A, no, because I'm I'm 96. So like that's like oh, end dude, of millennial beginning of Zed. Me. Yeah, but I'm 82. You, f- fuck! I can't do the math. Yeah. Maybe, you're 10 yeah. years older than me. Yeah. No way! You're so youthful. I know. Yeah. I'm wow. Youthful. Yeah. Getting old. That punishing moisturizing regime's really paying off. <laughs> it's working for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like the cloudy weather, so I don't get any wrinkles. But all Kyle I sleeps is, in like a an orb of lotion yeah, upside night. down. <laughs> yeah, like a bad. <laughs> so, I don't want to, um, you know, group anyone into a generation that they don't feel like yeah. they belong in. Jesus wept. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, like, I think my generation, whoever's that is, was the last one that got like the old school, slightly myopic. Like in history, mm. we were told that we gave America back. Are you kidding? Yeah. Right. <laughs> they were like, and then we gave America back. Uh-huh. And everyone was like, Aw, <laughs> no, why? <laughs> we should have kept it, you know? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I was on the like, yeah, like my American history education was like, we learned about like the genocide of native peoples mm. as like a foundational thing in American history. Yeah. I mean, I think there were definitely elements of that coming in, but we, we came from like, especially the, there's a thing called the GCSE. In, which is like the qualification you get when you're 16 in the UK. Mm. And it's become more refined over the years, but at the start it was very much like, imagine you are a Victorian saddle maker and Queen Victoria <laughs> is coming in to have her saddle made. And you had to all write it from the first point of view. Wow. It was so clunky and like almost like creative writing-y, mm-hmm. you know, like fan no, fiction, Was that basically. like an attempt to try to like bring you back to the old, olden days? I don't know. What like it, testing I mean, your historical fiction writing skills and I, hopefully... I, you know. I think... I think Britain's a really interesting place. It seems it. Sounds like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we're kind of like, I don't know. I mean, we've spoken about this before, but even, hmm, obviously I'm not, I don't know what I'm talking about. So <laughs> a lot of the time, yeah. <laughs> was English your favorite topic? No, I didn't do any work. I was terrible at school. Mm. I, um, I was told I was really bad at English, so I just said, okay, well, I'll just, basically I would make a deal with my teachers and I would just say, I'm not, I don't want to stop the lesson. I'm just going to go to sleep at the back. And I accept that I'm not going to become anything. Yeah. I mean, I can see that was, you know. did you talk as much then as you do now? Um, I think I was, I probably was just desperate for people to cl- tell me I was a clever boy. Yeah. I think. Um, no cleverer boy than the one sleeping in the back of the class. Yeah. I remember one time my teacher gave me a good hard talking to her and she said, if you carry on the way you go, you're going, you're going to pass all your exams, but only just. 
And I was oh, like, no. sweet. What are we just? That's a zing. That's exactly what a, a kid shouldn't hear. Exactly. You're, like, yeah, you're going to do good. just fine. You're like, excellent. Uh, you can coast from here on out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, it's funny. Like, that's funny. I really like writing now. Um, and actually, like, I think that's probably my main. Obviously, I really love riding bikes, but I, I think that's the, probably the main pivot of my. The central mm. pivot of my life now is writing. I write the at the home. The main pivot. Yeah, the main pivot. Um, Are you a single pivot? pivot admittedly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> single pivot. Single with, pivot when you're a good bit of idling. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was always told that I was just terrible. At, uh, the teacher said I that had a completely inappropriate style, which oh, now great. we've worked out that it gets people on the internet angry. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> it works. Yeah. <laughs> you found your Well, spot. I mean, like schooling is, is like such a narrow broadband of like appropriate use of knowledge. Mm. You know, like whatever math in school is not how math is and English in school is not how English is. It's like one interpretation of those things. Mm. And so when you get away from all that, you're like, Oh, maybe I am good at writing. I just do it differently than my teacher. Yeah. I'm yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I think that so many, I know I look, I look back at like the, the teenage years and I think that like, Hmm. Yeah, I, I think I was probably really difficult in school. I really cringe when I think about how I was in school. It doesn't make me... I suppose there's a lot of us do, right? But, oh, God, so painful. Yeah, so painful. I just kind of spaced out and just rode my bike. Like I would just get yeah. through the day of school and go ride. That was... Like, by the time I found... I mean, found riding when I was 12. So then after that, I was oh, just, like, perfect. just obsessed with it for all of high school. That so and I delivering didn't papers. That and delivering papers. Well, yeah, in the morning, I'd ride my bike delivering newspapers. Mm, so that would give me, like, some bike practice. And then I would go to school and then... Yeah. How was that? I worked at a bagel shop too. But oh, did you? Yeah. Is you that worked you so bagel hard. Yeah, I didn't have any money. Really, I know we talked, but you do work unbelievably hard now. Yeah, well, yeah, back then I needed to like have money to go to college. Yeah. So I worked a lot. Where did you go to college? Uh, I went to, well, back then it was called Western State College in Colorado. Now oh, it's cool. called Western University or Western State University or something. They changed the name. Did you like the college? It was great. It was amazing. Because, yeah. yeah, tiny town in the mountains. I, I got there and everybody there either, you know, rock climbed or mountain biked or skied and all the sports that I did back east that not a lot of people did. So it's like, mm. I found my people and it was just amazing to be like, oh, these That's people want to do the same things. It was like super cool to actually so have cool. that. Like, and I could skip school and I'd see my professors out skiing. Like it was everything. Huh. You want. Yeah, it was great. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I got to New Zealand and- Have you been? I, fuck. <laughs> ah, yeah, I've been to New Zealand once or twice. And that um, must be so cool. It, I was pre- I'm pretty cool. I've actually got a Mons t-shirt that wears <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, but didn't get it there. Um, and I was like, I don't know, I think going to a place where people really had like, really love mountain biking when, especially, I think cycling has changed a lot now and it's a lot more common. But I remember like people used to be just like, like oh, I ride road, at the time I love riding road bikes. Like, why? Mm. Like oh you're the one that gets in the way of the road or whatever mm-hmm. or even mountain bikes people didn't really even stand up what it was and remember mm-hmm. getting to New Zealand and most people like lots of people mountain biked I couldn't believe it yeah I can't believe that people like knew what mountain bike racing or you could say downhill I'm to specify it was downhill mountain biking and it was such like a validation oh yeah you know? yeah it's so nice to find your crew of people I mean I think yeah. it's important like in life with whatever your thing you're into but you kind of have to find your like-minded individuals to hang out with just to I mean it's important you need to, someone to talk to someone to do activities with so when you find them. Especially if you're super passionate about something, you know, like your, yeah. I don't know, your video game buddies or your right, you Counter Strike yeah. team. Yeah, hey, it was actually, it was Call of Duty. Thank you very much. Yeah, oh, nice. I'm so sorry. No, I, I got into Counter Strike later on in life. Mm. Um, More mature. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I used to um, love the 
the Call of Duty big time. But mm. Daru, because you kind of knew to pink bike, we haven't, you know, we've spoken a bit about sort of how we got into riding with, with Kaz, you know, and and well, we got to hear Kaz's trail list too. Uh, we, we'll get all it's a good still time. Here. It's I mean, still written uh, down. Ultimately, you want the the, the Dario? Yeah, I'm, history. I don't want this to go to your head, but I'm actually really enjoying. I'm really enjoying getting to know you a little bit better this last couple oh, of days, Thanks, Henry. And um, I want, well, let's continue on that in that vein. How did you get into mountain biking? Um, I was lucky enough to have a dad who mountain biked oh, way cool. back in the day. Well, we so, met him out riding, didn't we? Yeah, you did. You yeah. met my dad. Yeah, so he like picked up riding when it was you know rigid steel bikes way back when, and probably rode from like late '80s into the '90s. Like kept at it. And then as I was like coming of age, like the early aughts, was like still doing it a bit. Had a friend who owned a shop where I can get like double hand-me-down bikes from. And so I kind of grew up riding like hardtails and rigid bikes and stuff, but just like tootling around in the woods. I'm from an area where there's like cool forest roads that you can explore. But at the time there weren't like a ton of trails. Um, and if there were, they were like just pedally XC things. So I like always enjoyed that. Uh, and then in high school, like, found more trails and, like, realized, like, oh, there's, like, more to this. It's the thing. But yeah. I grew up in, like, a quite small town, like, 5,000 people. My high school class was, like, 60 kids. And so I didn't, I, like, knew one other guy at my school who mountain biked. And so we didn't have, like, a ton of reference. You know, I wasn't, like, on pink bike every day. Do you know what? I was what, just, um, like, doing it in the woods and then realized later, like, oh, this is a thing. Have you heard the term, um... I think it's outsider art, mm. you know, where basically people, you know, I know a prison or someone that lives on an island, they kind of, they come to art in a, in a different way. And oh, I think sure. it's interesting because a lot of people, with that that's their journey of cycling, especially from our generation <laughs> or before. Yeah. Like now it's a bit more different. It's kind of perforated in lots of different ways. But yeah. Like, like now if you're like coming into biking, you can like go on Instagram and yeah, see. And you see it. This yeah. is what it's supposed to look like. I did not have that, which is why I have horrible style. Um, we do it on or off the bike, uh, <laughs> on the bike especially. There's outsider music too. We should talk about that sometime. True. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, we got. Let, but let's just take a, a moment there to collect our thoughts with an ad break. Right, so we've had a moment to collect our thoughts. So, kind of came to this, came to mountain biking in a way that it was like part of my life always growing up. But I became like truly atavistic about it in like high school into college. I'd say, um, just like had access to nicer bikes that like let me actually do technical mountain biking, and just like dedicated all of my time to it. Um, I rock climbed a lot in college. Like for a while, that was like all I did, and then uh, did some big bike tours and just like found like really good fitness through that because so, you did the divide i did the great divide when i was like in my second year of college i think which is one hell of an accomplishment i don't know it's a long bike ride it's um, a bloody long bike ride yeah it, it was fun it, i'd recommend it to anyone who doesn't want to go technical mountain biking for a couple months um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of pedaling like uh, into my soul yeah uh so yeah like i've always enjoyed that sort of thing but at the at the core of it, it's really fun to go fast on trails. It is. And like do things that feel fun. Well, that leads us perfectly into Kaz's list. Um, so I'm thinking it's going to be skinnies. It's going to be... Uphill skinnies. Uphill skinnies, downhill skinnies. Skinnies onto rock transfers and rock transfers onto skinnies. 
I'd ride that trail for sure. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. It's not, you're not too far off, but I do have some other bits that, you know, in between the skinnies. I don't want the whole trail to be skinny. You got to, you know, come down from it's the... basically just, you just go to like Home Depot and just get lots of two by four and you're just like, this it's is just, it, Yeah, it's flying circus. Yeah. I mean, at a, at a, there was a time where my backyard looked like that when I was in, in college. I had a backyard and I, the guy who lived there before he'd moved out, but he used to have skinnies in his backyard. So I took it over and built a really poor version of what he'd built before. <laughs> so I'd have like nails on the ground and like, it was very gnarly. I'm surprised I didn't get tetanus, but I did have like a whole <laughs> contraption. It had some like the old, like cable spools and all kinds oh, of things. Shit. It was really sketchy, but it was fun. Oh, fun. Yeah. Good for you. Um, but that wasn't my dream trail. That's just a thing that I made when I was <laughs> bored. Um, but my dream trail, it would have a rock roll. Um, I like some nice steep rock rolls, ideally into a corner, like a kind of not too hard of a corner. Like I don't want to crash into the trees, but I do like when it turns at the bottom instead of just continuing straight. Um, so rock roll into some turns. I want some loamy sections and Charlie, if you're listening, I'm going to keep calling it loam forever. So it doesn't matter. I call the soft dirt. It's kind of common Shout slang. Team robot. Yeah. The, the slang for this nice soft dirt. It's just like the fluffiest, beautiful stuff is loam. And You'll note that I used the term duff earlier in the podcast. Yes, but I'm going to call it loam. What is like a, duff? Duff is technically what it is. It's the like, it's like the, the, the mossy stuff. The, no, it's like the plant matter. Yeah, but it's also it's called 18 loam. inches or so above oh, the loam layer. Okay. And so, because loam is like, like oh, sandy it's a, soil. It's a, one third well, that's one definition. Then, that's yeah. the definition, but if there's others. Colloquially, it. it is known as loam. Exactly. So I want a good loam section. Like that's kind of just barely raked in, pretty fresh. So I want a good fresh section of trail. Ideally, everything else around is nice and green and mossy. Mm-hmm. And then that would lead into my skinnies, maybe some woodwork. It doesn't How have to skinny be, are we talking? It doesn't have to be crazy skinny. Like I've kind of passed the point where I need to be, it's just even just like a foot wide, but maybe has a little bit of exposure, but not like crazy high. Would you Today want to, there was like a good like uh, eight inch section for a while. Yeah. No. That's yeah. a riff, and that was fun. Oh, yeah, it was so fun! Yeah, it ended, yeah. In like a, it ended in like a rotten log that you wrote out. Yeah, exactly. So I like stuff like that, just to like keep it entertaining. And then, uh, what else do I have in my trail? Oh, I do want some chunky bits. Like I don't want it to be all smooth. Like especially steep and chunky, where you're kind of like your bike is just going off a little drop, another one, another one. It's sequential, mm. steep chunkiness. Where you kind of like hard on your brakes, but you can't go too hard, or it gets a weird rhythm. So it just yeah. kind of has like that, like a trail that allows you to flow, but you have to be on your game to flow. You know, I I love like you know, that rough, steep sections. When it feels like you ride a whole section, but the holes are spaced as such. Like I as long as they're, you know, when you ride something that's just been battered, and all the holes are a wheel length apart, so a wheel base apart, it's like just stepped. But when you go through the whole section and nothing is, everything's offset from one another, perfect. Yeah, yeah. And so it's so noisy, but it actually feels really smooth. Exactly. Yeah, we can kind of like link it up. You hit that sweet spot, that like ideal speed. It's like riding like a washboard road, where you know if you go too slow, you feel every every hit but you go a little faster and kind of start smoothing out Mm -hmm. so i like a section like that um i want some good turns too and those like they i want it to be like just sequential turns where you can kind of come in with speed and it just makes you feel like you're carrying speed without a ton of effort just like that so really i mean yeah yeah turns steeps some chunky bits i'd like some jumps in there too i'm gonna have to go more than five but but this is all sounding very pacific northwest oh for sure i mean i live here for a reason like Mm -hmm. there is these trails suit exactly like my dream trails have been built by some amazing trail builders and they exist the the trail we rode today describe is this pretty much this yeah Yeah. i do like some step downs i didn't like some jumps are fine but i also really like a good step down like a decent kind of fun size Mm -hmm. step down leading into some more techie stuff so yeah yeah my dream trail exists and i've ridden versions of my dream trail which is really cool but and um What's what 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 is something that wouldn't appear anywhere near your dream trail? A feature or a style or something you just absolutely hate? Double wide machine built. Probably not on my dream trail. I enjoy riding it, but it's not like I'm not seeking it out. Yeah. A bike park is different. That's a, that's its own beast. But I mean like 
peddly wide isn't necessarily my favorite yeah. thing. I'm not a big fan of like lots of pavers, which that was kind of a trend for a while where they're kind of like yeah. making berms out of Have rocks. Ridden Mammoth? Oh, yeah. Uh, I've ridden North Star, which had a lot of like okay, yeah. stuff. Similar. Yeah, it kind of depends. It's like a, even at, they used to do it at Whistler for a little bit, like the berms, they're kind of putting those paver stones in there, try to hold together, and they've figured out that didn't really work. So yeah. I don't like when the surface is just like you're on a high speed trail where it's made of like cheese grater type. It's kind of hard material. to trust too. It's like yeah. a weird surface. Yeah, it feels like it's very easy to feel like your your wheel is either migrating up the berm or migrating down. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And also, if there are going to be jumps, I want them to be built, be built well. Like, I've ridden even some bike parks I've ridden that have them just kind of janky jumps. Like, they're either super lippy or they're too short or too long. Like, they need to be built with someone that knows how to jump in mind. Like, it doesn't – it has to be, like, like you can have really advanced features but built in a safe way, which is kind of nice. Like, nowadays, I feel like trail building has come – in a lot of places, it's come – to such a good level but there are still every once in a while you go to a place and like that's not built right like i don't want to jump just kicking me super weird or things like that right before we get to you dario we're just going to take two seconds to have another ad break so aside from just i feel like you know it's almost like it's almost a style in itself like a big wide trail mm. In terms of features or, you know, specific... Oh, what do I not want? What do you not want? Uh, miss me with, like, a deep rut. You know, like, water has been coursing down the same patch of dirt for a whole season, and yeah. no one has busted it back in, and you're going to catch both your pedals on both sides. Yeah. It's fun when you, like, nail it, but I don't want a whole trail of that, necessarily. But I'm also not that picky. Like, I kind of ride everything and have a good time. Like, even when I can't go mountain biking, I'm just going to, like, hop around, mm. you know, like, at a, some staircases or something. I'll have a good time. Yeah, it's not many, like, trails that I don't, like, I can't think of a trail, like, oh, I hate that trail. It's not Same. really, like, yeah. I like, I do, like, but I think turns, if they're poorly built turns, that can be annoying, too. You know, like, if you get your speed going, you have your flow, and all of a sudden the turn just goes super hard and goes too far. So, I think just, you know, flow is important, no matter how technical the trail Ooh, but is. but even, like, a bad turn, like, the finger... It's got some bad yeah, turns, but it's so, like when you yeah. nail them, it feels real good. I know. I think it's just kind of like a matter of perspective. It's like how you look at it. If the trail is built weird, just make it not feel. You're trying to make a weird trail not feel weird is a kind of a fun sure. thing. So, yeah. I mean, I just like biking. So yeah, it's, there's not too many trails that I actively dislike. Well, there's one, but I won't talk about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> I will a little bit actually, though. What Tra- is it? You'll you'll know eventually. Trails that like there's a trail that's never open where we live. Oh, and, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and so someone, like, the person means well, and they've been digging on it for years and years, and it's it's in the public zone where everyone can ride. So you just go by it, it all the time, you. and you see it, and it's not open. And the times it is open, you ride it, and you're like, uh, it's just like, not. I don't know. I want. I don't want to talk too much smack about it, but it frustrates me. It frustrates me to see a trail that's always closed and always being working on in a public spot. Yeah, fair. yeah. Overwrought is my word for that. Overwrought. <laughs> yes, it's been. A labor of love, but it's been loved too much that it hasn't yeah. opened up yet. I don't know. I, I don't want to complain too much. Shout gotta, out to all the trail builders out there. Like massive appreciation for just trail do builders. Better, around the you know? world. No, don't <laughs> no, do I'm better. Kidding. Most of you are doing such amazing yeah. work that it's great. And like, I mean, some I'm, of my favorite trails in our area are like trails built by children that had no idea what they were doing. Yeah, the kids are doing good. And work. you just in like either they somehow had like divine insight or they were just like lucky and it worked out <laughs> yeah. a beam of light just shone down yeah. just where to direct the trail yeah, yeah. no, no I, mean, I think in those cases it's like whatever you ride like what you think like you skidded down the hill and then you cut that in and then it turns out it's really good yeah like yeah i mean i'll fully admit before someone calls me out in the comments like i don't build a ton of trail at all like i tried to do you know a decent amount of maintenance over the years but it's not i don't have a trail to, to my name basically but do you think um 
do you think that so it, it's taken obviously mountain biking's been around for years now yada 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 but it feels like in recent years things have been getting a lot more sanctioned a lot more regularly do you think that we're in danger of almost kind of sounds like it's silly but kind of catching up to the goodwill of the volunteer trail builder it's because as mm-hmm. it gets more formalized legalized etc sanctioned do you think that mountain biking how to put it could stay in its its current popular state if all the trails we rode were sanctioned uh yeah i mean there's something that's gonna happen yeah like i mean to be you know blunt like the best trails tend to be the unsanctioned ones because that person has kind of free reign they haven't had to go through the hoops and i think they're always those will always exist in a lot of places but i think on the positive side a lot of sanctioned trails now are things that you wouldn't have even imagined could have been sanctioned a handful of years ago yeah you know like there's legal riding areas especially in the united states where we've always had a lot of kind of like legal hoops to jump through that you know before if you got your wheels a foot off the ground they were never going to allow it but now there's places in the u.s that have proper size jumps and drops and technical trails that are legal which i think is really cool i think steps yeah. have been made um it's just taking time to kind of convince the you know convince your local regulators that that's okay yeah i mean the classic thing is we have the like imba epic designation which is you know like a big national organization does a lot of good work but those trails aren't necessarily like what you and I are describing right yeah, now. No. It's more like cool scenery, a long ride, you know, passing through interesting terrain, but it's not like sick drops and like gnarly features. But that's a very like to some people, perhaps to some people listening, like the former is what they're thinking of when they think of their ideal trail. Yeah, totally. And it's amazing, you know, it's so much in the eye of the beholder, right? Um, for me, as long as it doesn't have skinnies on, I'm pretty happy. Um, I think you should ride what we rode today. I change your I just mind. I think I'd enjoy it. I just don't. I don't like. I, I'm someone that I like. I get real. Like, I can't climb a step ladder. I get too scared of heights. Well, you don't have to go mm. up things. You're just going I down. Know, but like, but like, even right. if it, it, it feeds oh, into yeah. that, yeah, like primal fear. But like, that's just a bad idea. Like, I like. I get in a chairlift, and we spoke on this before. But like, right. I get weird. You're a bar down guy. I'm bar down straight away. Like. And yeah, it's, it's that you might not like this trail as much, but it it's so there cool. weren't any tall ones. No, it's not the skinnies, but some of the exposure on the rocks, like you might be hard to. I think you would like uh, it though. It's so, so it's so well built, but mm. I understand. At no point did from. it feel sketchy. No, it Except was great. Moments where it did, but like but that was amazing because then you felt like excited yeah, that you yeah. pulled it off. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, know, horses of course is and, and yeah. more, more proud to people that want to build that stuff and ride that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I understand it's very much a, a preference thing on my part, um, but it's not even the thing with me and skinnies is it's not really even a bike thing. It's not like a bike fear. It's like a normal. Sure. Yeah. Oh, it's rational. Yeah. You're allowed to. It's. I'm. I'm mm-hmm. fully aware that enjoying skinnies is silly to a certain mm-hmm. extent. But I just like them. It's just like a yeah, roller coaster no, good ride. For you, man. Like it's like yeah. There's, a, like lot, yeah, there's a lot of yeah. things that people enjoy. That I mean, like. we're doing an elective activity, and we're just going to like an amusement park in the woods. And so not everybody <laughs> wants to ride the tilt the world like 20 times, you know, or like the swings that swing around. Like if I go to a carnival, I don't like those at all. Really? But some people love them. Yeah. They make me feel ill. I don't feel good anymore. I think because I'm old. They're kind of scary. Like, if you think about it, the chain swings are like... I'm not scared of the carnies or the chains. It's the actual, like, nausea that I get from swinging around. Oh. But, like, my little nephew I can go, like, a million times. I actually just recently bought tickets to go to a carnival in Linden. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Like an actual uh, circus. I'm yeah, excited. Yeah. Yeah, be that's going to be good. I'll probably ride some rides while I'm there, eat some fried ice cream. Mm-hmm. Um, should we go into Music Corner? Sure. To leave us, yeah. We need some like music. We should make. You know, we get Stefan that works. Yeah, for he things, can do a little guitar. He can, he can get a little like theme song. Yeah, totally. Um, Mike, have you got a recommendation you'd like to share? Yeah, because we we're talking about outsider art. I want to go outsider music, and I'm going to go with the Shags, my pal Foot Foot. Which, if you hadn't heard, it, haven't heard it, you should play it. And it's definitely not everyone's cup of tea, but it's amazing because 
these women have been able to make music that is not on the beat for every single beat of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's uh, the story behind the I've, family. I, I've heard the Shags, but I don't know that song. Yeah, it's kind of like a family band that made really uh, almost like atonal, kind of hard to listen to music, but every once in a while I'll put on My Pal Foot Foot and it makes me happy. So mm. yeah, listen to Shags, My Pal Foot Foot, and let me know what you think. Yeah, nice. I, I like read some article about the Shags back when they were like, they're the band that isn't a band or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's a whole thing. It's, it's kind of cool. It's I from like the it. 60s, I think, but it's a great, very strange song that I like. Nice. Dario, do you have any recommendations mm. for Music Corner? I'm going to try to break out of my like loud, angry music uh, recommendation from last week. Why do you put something like the Supremes or something? I mean, there's so much good music in the world. Um, let's go to you first. Actually, you know what? No, I got something. Yeah. Uh, a, a softer, gentler listen for those out there. I'm going to recommend the artist Julia Jacqueline. Mm. I really like oh, her yes, work. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Specifically the album Crushing. It's perfect. Uh, listen to that one I recommended last time. It's going to make your eyes melt in your head. And you listen to this and they will regrow and you will feel good again. Oh, that's nice. Uh, it's a good circle yeah. of eye growing <laughs> ocular ocular, I ocular growth I, I came across this song on um spotify discovery recently um by a band called foxjaw called teething um i tried listening to the album the album didn't really go for me it's a bit it's kind of almost right on the cusp of emo in a not particularly helpful manner but whilst that whilst that walking that knife edge this one song is is really great so i'm gonna actually include the live recording in this blog because um hmm. it just sounds really great and um yeah, it's funny, like, it sounds so silly. It makes this really a fleeting reference to Skeletrics, and it's really made me smile. Just had some good moments like as that. a kid. I can and smell uh, Skeletrics right now. Yeah. What is that? You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. the smell of the burning rubber, yeah, and, like, maybe there's, like, electrical fire somewhere. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we'll leave those in the in the blog, and if you like them, by all means, and keep an eye out for this semicolon. I will include it at some point. And, uh, yeah, we'll get a shout-out when, when I do. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time. Go ride your dream trail. Mm-hmm.